sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Don't you now? Today is Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. My name is Joe Batant, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batant, a show where I talk, when I don't forget to do it, where I talk about the daily things, or weekly things, or monthly things, whatever's going on in my life, whatever crosses my brain, it comes up on this show. And what's the name of this show? It's a secret called This Joe Batant, but you can only find it on Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of a show called... Show a chance, show where I talk about the daily events, weekly events, monthly events in my life, share them with you. It's basically my online personal journal. And I have to be honest with you because this is a personal journal. Today is Wednesday. I usually start recording this on Mondays. I totally, this wasn't even a conscious thing. <laughs> like late last night, I was going to sleep going like, oh, tomorrow's the end of my podcast week. And I was like, oh my god i forgot to do this show with tans so uh yeah so we will do one today and i'll probably do one tomorrow i am getting to a point now because right now this will be next week will be the last week where i am i'm having an extra long podcasting week and so i'm getting like no days off uh, so I do need it, but this Joe Batanz isn't that big of a deal. So maybe I just, I'll squeeze one in tomorrow. I would love to have a day where I'm not podcasting, which hasn't seemed to be happening recently. A couple of little, uh, business things. And then we're going to do a podcast that I promised yesterday, uh, on, on throwing down is, um, so you guys may remember from a long time ago, a story about a star Wars poster that I had and an aunt was, uh, washing her hands with um wiping her hands with uh hand sanitizer and a huge drop came and like flew out of her hands and landed the poster and completely like wiped out the ink on that spot and um i was just so distraught remember i accidentally bought a poster it was a whole drama right well um i've had this idea for a few weeks but I had this idea uh, because I noticed that the spot was in a part of the poster where it's all black. Okay. And I was like, huh. And the way these posters are made, you can tell it's, it's really hard to explain. I, but the way that looked on the surface, I was like, I wonder if I got it like an art pencil, not like a a regular graphite pencil, but an art pencil, like one for like the artists use. And I, just got black and I like shaded it in. I mean, it couldn't look any worse. Right. But before I did remember last week, I went to uh, see that poster guy and I talked to him about it. And I said, this is what I'm thinking of doing. He said, well, the one piece of advice I'll give you is that people that I know that do that, they go, they do too much. He goes, do less than you think you should. And I was like, okay, I kept that advice in mind. 
And I did it, and I gotta tell you something. I even I look at it every day. It's nearly invisible. It's nearly I will say I would post a picture and I can post a picture. I don't know where my phone is though. And anybody who knows anything about uh iPhone photographs, it's one of these things where the camera is too good. So the camera picks up even though it looks it looks really good on the iPhone picture. On the iPhone photo. But it picks up textures and lighting that the naked eye probably wouldn't pick up and highlights them. And so I think it's more visible on the iPhone photo because I look at this poster all the time. Let me look at it right now, actually. It's in the flat file. Hold on. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at it right now. You, I mean, if you knew what you were looking for, you could see it. But it's pretty goddamn near invisible. It really is. And I think, actually, this is one of these cases where if you put it in, like, a shitty frame where there's more of a glare, it's actually even more invisible. So, yeah, it looks like the poster has pretty much, as within my shitty capabilities, been restored. So, um, yeah, I think it's suitable for some sort of framing. So... The cousin that I gave it to hasn't brought it up. And if he doesn't bring it up, I'm not going to say shit. Um, okay, so there's the update on that. Um, there was some other thing I was going to tell you guys, too. Uh, oh, well. So let's talk about what I wanted to talk about today. And I don't know how long this is going to go. And I only have 28 minutes at most to talk about this. But on throwing down yesterday, I brought up two... Two separate things, and that's the problem I want to make clear. They're two separate things that somehow, because of the way I talk or other people talk, they become interlocked with each other, even though they're very different. Which is, I talked about manifestation, and then I also talked about the Course in Miracles. Okay? And we're going to do it today, and by the way, for the record, because I don't want people to think I'm talking about anyone behind their back, I want, I'm going to send this episode to Lauren S., so she's going to hear it. Uh, this is not talking about Lauren behind her back. I will send this episode to Lauren S. And um, and so she can hear it. But so manifestation is a completely different thing. All right. Manifestation is that's, you know, anyone who's done the secret. And, there, and by the way, there are versions of manifestation that aren't the secret. That's why I played 8 Mile. Uh, at the top of the show, it's essentially a rap song, kind of about that, kind of. But there are other pieces of pop culture, and and, and celebrities do talk about this. Uh, there are old books about it. There's a book called Think and Grow Rich, which is essentially a book about manifestation, even though it's written in very nineteen early nineteen hundreds style, and it takes actually a more sciency approach to it and whatnot. There are so many books about manifestation. And you can take it to the crystal and gems way, and you can take it in a very like uh, uh, practical way, okay? But um, but I'm gonna tell you. I mean, here's the deal: is uh, and maybe this, maybe I'm not the perfect example, but like, look at people like RuPaul and these other celebrities who will tell you about manifestation and how it works for them. You know, and these are people who you might see as successful. And I don't know why it works. You have to understand something. I'm not a crystal and gems person. I'm not a new agey, woo-woo, 
you know, person. And I think a lot of the stuff people, uh, and I do agree that a lot of people who are involved in new age manifestation type stuff are cuckoo. They're crazy people, you know, who like do crazy things. But what I can tell you is from firsthand experience, I've seen the power of manifestation. And, and, you know, Trots Away and Lauren were particularly, uh, maybe a lot of you guys think I'm crazy, but like the, it, they were more vocal about it in the Discord yesterday. And what I can tell you is I was you. Like I had these friends who would talk about it and I would literally roll my eyes and make fun of them. And I think I've told these stories enough times. And if we want to talk about manifestation, we can talk about that in a different episode. Cause I actually want to talk about the course of miracles. Cause that's actually manifestation does not apply to what I, my advice for Lauren S. Okay. Nothing in manifestation. There is no way that I associate Lauren S. And I, my prescription for her would not be manifestation. I was just generally talking about it, but then it brought up Lauren S. And, uh, and we could do another episode about manifestation. Okay. That's a whole other thing I could tell. I'm, I've told these stories a hundred times. I can give my testimony some other time about manifest. There could be a whole manifestation episode, but I want to talk about the course in miracles, which is completely different. All right. And I'm going to even start with talking about all the different ways that I think the Course in Miracles is completely cuckoo crazy bananas. So if you are a person who does not, if you're like trots away, if, if this triggers you, by all means, turn it off. This is The remainder of the episode is going to be this. But I do think it would be smart for you just to listen. Just listen. I'm not... And this is not a religion. I'm not trying to proselytize. I'm not trying to convert you. I'm just telling you how I've seen it works, how RuPaul has completely twisted it for her own uh, egomaniacal version of it, which does not apply, and what it's about. And that includes Marianne as well. And um, and we'll go from there. So the But I'm going to start with a really brief history of it. The Course in Miracles. Okay, this is what I, I'm giving you my honest assessment of it. So in the 50s or the early 60s, I can't remember, somewhere late 50s, early 60s, L. Ron Hubbard of Scientology. Yes, L. Ron Hubbard of Scientology. This is pre-Scientology, wrote a smash hit book called Dianetics. Okay. And which has become the basis for Scientology. But this is before he did Scientology. He wrote a book called Dianetics, and it was the it, it, it was a sensation. Okay, it, it was it like it was like swept the world away. Okay, and what it was about was using the brain to like solve problems and but fake pseudoscience kind of shit, right? And it makes sense, by the way, if you look at where America was at that time, it makes sense why a book like Dianetics would be very successful. There's a lot of things that happened post-World War II where there was a lot of American fervor and patriotism and energy. We didn't know what to do with it, right? One of the great things we did was we cured polio, or, well, made a polio vaccine that has essentially, for the most part, eradicated polio. We didn't cure it, but you know what I mean. We solved the polio problem. But I think with all this energy, you also saw people thinking, we're Americans, we can do whatever we want, you know? And so that went to this probably is a natural 
extension of that. You know, that we, if we just put our mind to anything and our resources, we can do whatever we want. And that's essentially what Dianetics is about. Okay. It was millions and millions and millions of dollars. So, and what I, what's funny is I'm, I'm starting with something crazy to tell you why I think the thing I'm going to, the thing I'm going to tell you about is not crazy. There are these two Columbia psychiatry, uh, professors or i don't know what they were i don't know they were actually professors but they worked for the columbia department columbia university department of psychiatry i'm giving you the official history then what i think and they started working on a book called a course in miracles okay and it's around the time of dianetics And this book is written in the first person as if Jesus Christ is talking to you. Okay. There's a lot of cuckoo shit in here. Okay. And Jesus Christ is talking to you and he's telling you because the story is, is Helen Shookman, I think is her name. One of the, the, the researchers for the University of Columbia, you know, the Columbia University. Psychiatry department, department of psychiatry. He's working through her and she's writing Jesus's words about how you're supposed to live or something like that. Right. And she's working with this man, this other guy who's a researcher and they write the course in miracles. Okay. Let me tell you what I think really happened because it's exactly what the course in miracles is. And it's actually, what's so funny is nowadays, if I think they would have written it, and if I were to rewrite it, this is what I would do. Here's what's brilliant. Here's what they did. Is they took basic psychological principles. This is just psychiatry, psycho, psych, psychology 101, okay? And they fused it with Eastern philosophy, so, like, what the Buddhists believe in your fundamental Eastern philosophy, they mix psych- basic psychiatry principles, Eastern philosophy, and then here's the part that I think is brilliant. They explain those principles using Christian terminology. And I think it's genius, to be honest with you. I think it's genius. So there's really, technically, nothing really that weird in The Course in Miracles. The Course in Miracles is not about manifestation. The Course in Miracles is about how you can lead a happier life through forgiveness. And that's forgiving yourself, forgiving others, forgiving the world, and healing wounds. That's all the Course in Miracles is. It's basic psychology. It's basic Eastern Buddhist philosophy in the language of Christianity. That's all it is. I don't know why it gets tied in with manifestation. I don't know. So going back to Lauren S is when I see Lauren S writing in um uh what's the name of that channel? You better work. I'm like, "Oh, this person is really upset. She's in a really place where she's really upset." And the way I found the course in miracles was I was in that same place. Okay? So now let's bring in Marianne Williamson. So I would never tell anyone to buy the book A Course in Miracles. Here's why. It's a horrible book. Okay. 
it's ex- first of all, it's written in the first person as Jesus, which is really weird and jarring. Okay. Second, it's super, 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 super dense. In fact, I used to read it to fall asleep because it's so dense and so that weird new agey double speak that like I am you and you are me and together we are the you and you're like I don't know what you're talking about I lost the thread and it is gobbledygook right but in it are these little principles so this is where we bring in Marianne Williamson now let me tell you a brief history of Marianne Williamson so Marianne Williamson was a lost soul blah 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 she finds the course in miracles she talks about this and what she did that is absolutely brilliant. Now, by the way, she's not the first person to do this. And she's not the last, okay? But what she does is she takes the principles in The Course in Miracles and decrazies it. I know you. we have this image of Marianne Williamson as a crazy person. But remember, Rudy Giuliani at one point was the best mayor ever. I don't know what happened to him. And I don't know what happened to Marianne. It's that generation, okay? The boomers. They go crazy. But what she does is she takes this super dense information in The Course in Miracles and she synthesizes it into common language that we all can understand. She strips the Jesus talk, takes up the Jesus talk, and puts it into a book called, and it's her bestseller, bestseller, A Return to Love. Okay, it's called A Return to Love. She's written other books, but that's the fundamental one. A Return to Love is Marianne Williamson taking The Course of Miracles, which is like 600 pages, and condensing the finer points and the principles into a language everyone can understand in a 200-page book or whatever it is called A Return to Love. And what's particularly good for Lauren S., is, and this is what I've always said, I think Marianne, there are other people who do the same principles, and so... They're not lost, but for people who would really connect to Marianne, it are homosexual men who are very in touch. Who, uh, well, let me be specific: homosexual men who are in touch with their feminine side, and women, because that's essentially who speaks Marianne's language. Okay, and if you read this book, and it's not crazy, there's no Jesus. It's a very simple book. It just tells you the principles of a course in miracles. Okay. And the the principles of A Course in Miracles are very simple. It's really about forgiveness. It's really what it's about. It's just about forgiving people and leading a better life and whatnot. And the manifestation part, if there's any, I don't even think it's really there, is very, very limited, you know, if, the, if it's there at all. There's a reason I, I hesitate saying it's not there, but I don't want to get into advanced Course in Miracles shit. But what I'm saying, though, that's essentially what it's about. And that is why I laugh, because RuPaul is a, 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 a very, very avowed student of The Course in Miracles, okay? And, um, and, but, and it's very easy to do this because my cousin has. There is a way, specifically with the forgiving yourself part and loving yourself part, where someone like RuPaul or my cousin Richard could take it and ignore all the other parts and see it as a self-surfing, I am amazing, I am wonderful, I am perfect, I am beautiful, I look like Linda Evangelista. Which is what I think RuPaul does. Okay? 
because some of the choices that RuPaul makes, she speaks this new agey language, but that's not really what's in The Course in Miracles. Matthew Anderson is a perfect example. Lucian Piani is another perfect example. You know, the way that's been treated, okay, uh, in the RuPaul universe is not very Course in Miracles. And just what we know about RuPaul and blocking and cutting people out of her life, that's not very Course in Miracles. Um, but that's all the Course in Miracles is. So to take Lauren S, and I'm not gonna, you know, I don't know, I just, what I see on, um, You Better Work is all I know. So I'm sure everything's much more complicated than what we see, especially on Discord. But what I, what I will say, and this is specifically for Lauren S, is were Lauren S to apply the principles of A Course in Miracles, or and I should really say A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, I'm not saying all her problems would be solved. I'm not saying any of that shit. What I'm saying is she she would be happier than she is now. That's what I'll say. She would be happier than she is now. And And this is not necessarily manifestation. What I'm going to say is, but... If you, I feel if you sort of change your perception of the world and the, your immediate circle and yourself, big things and good things can happen to you. And I'm not necessarily saying it's a magic trick like manifestation. What I'm saying is what you're doing is opening the heart space to possibilities. Does that make sense? And so I want to reiterate what I said yesterday. A miracle isn't like a magic trick or and maybe that's why people maybe that's why people put manifestation and miracle together. They think it's the same thing. When they and I described explained this yesterday, a miracle in a course in miracles is not like a magic trick or a manifestation or anything. What it refers to is a shift in perception from fear to love. That's all it is. It's a shift in perception from fear to love. Now, in The Course in Miracles, there are only two emotions that exist, fear and love. And in fact, there's only actually one thing that exists. I'm sorry, love. Fear is the absence of love. There's only one thing that exists, love. Okay? And fear is that absence of love. You've been separated from the love. It's the separation. And... And I'll just to clarify what I just said, because I said there were two, only two things, only one thing. When you live in fear, God, now you, now you get into the crazy shit. I'm not going to get into the crazy shit. What I'll say is, love is the only thing. And when you see the world through eyes of fear, you start to believe what's in front of you is real and that it's real and scary because you're separated from love. And so a miracle is a shift in perception. So, and that could, that could be for yourself. It could be for your friends. It could be for the world. Okay. And so when you, when you learn to look at the situation through love rather than through fear, you, there's this overwhelming, this is why they call it a miracle. There's this epiphany that happens where you're like, Oh, I get it. You know? And you're happier. I don't know if necessarily happier. I would say you become, that's, that's a better way of putting it. I shouldn't say happy. You be, you're at peace. 
And that's what The Course in Miracles attempts to do, is really bring you to peace. It brings you to uh, balance. And and by the way, you might be thinking, well, I saw the way Joe responded to Tone R. I saw the way Joe got mad here. Joe did it. Am I the biggest proponent? And this includes Marianne Williamson. If I was an enlightened master, yes, I'd be practicing the principles of A Course in Miracles every day and be very successful, right? And then I would be very happy. But no, obviously, we always buy into the illusion of this world. And that's what happens, Is and, and to get close to the crazy, is the illusion. I'll, tell, I'll give you a good movie example of what I'm talking about. The movie, um, um, The Matrix, is based on Eastern philosophy. It's fundamentally Eastern philosophy. It's fundamentally Buddhism. And other elements of Eastern philosophy in the Matrix. So I'm talking about the original Matrix, Matrix One. And there, but it's it's designed in a science fiction movie. And remember, I told you the Course in Miracles is uh, Eastern philosophy using Christian principles. And so when I say the crazy part, and I, and 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 Course in Miracles is not the only philosophy. I mean, like I said, there's Eastern philosophy and there are other people, even some sects of Christianity and Catholicism that believe this, but that this world that we live in is an illusion. Nothing we see is real. The, your hand in front of you, the computer screen, everything, everything is an illusion. And that's not to be scary. What it's meant to be is to show you that we and and this is like another principle in in both Eastern philosophy and the Course in Miracles is that we are all joined. We are all one. There's no place where I stop and where you begin. We are all one mind. We're all one. Okay. And when we figure that out as a world, we will be in a better place. Okay. And when we realize that love is the only thing that exists, we'll be in a better place. Fear, like I was talking about, is separation from the universe and that love. Fear is that separation from love. And you're separated, and what you do is you start to buy into the illusion that everything you're seeing around yourself, even the everything, is real. And when you realize, oh, this isn't real. None of this is real. When you realize that, you will be at peace. And that's what I want for Lauren S. I want her to be at peace. And I think once she studies this and reads this, and I don't know if she ever will, because there's a there's an this is not of course a miracles phrase. This is a a Buddhist phrase. But when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So there's a day that there will be a day that hopefully that Lauren is ready, where she's like, I've had enough of this. I'm ready to I'm ready to think differently. And she will she will pick up the book and maybe she'll pick it up and it means something it'll resonate with her. Maybe it won't. Maybe she goes to something else. I don't know. And I'm not trying to live Lauren's life, but I do want to see people who afterthought because I do care about you. I want you guys to be at peace. And I realize right now what I'm saying, I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you. Okay? And we really should put these principles into into action and realize this isn't real and and boobity boobity goobity gobbledygook, you know? And when Tone R not Tone R, I'm sorry, when Trots Away and Lauren revealed yesterday 
that they were both children who had to go to Christian camps and that this is why this was triggering for them. I was like, oh, that explains so much. And I will confess to you, when I first started going to see Marianne Williamson speak, um, well, that's actually a good example too. Is I my cousin dragged me to go see Marianne Williamson, and I thought when she was talking that she was talking a bunch of fucking bullshit and nonsense. But I kept going because it was fun. We go to dinner after; it was fun. And then, um, but by the second or third time, I was like, "Wait a minute!" I started to notice in my life that what she was saying was real and true, and that it wasn't about magic and manifestation. It was about uh, peace. And that's ultimately what I want, not only for myself, for all of you, is to be at peace. And and who knows, if you listen to this and maybe you'll pick up a return to love and you'll see what I'm talking about. But if you're, and it's not again, it's not just with yourself. It's also maybe there is a relative of yours that you're not getting along with. I mean, Adam Burns could use the, cor- the principles in the Course of Miracles with his mom and his stepdad, you know? And it doesn't mean that you get them to change their mind. But maybe you can find a middle ground or think about whoever in your life that you're not at peace with, you're not getting along with, or it could be the world. You're stressed about the Ukrainian thing, or you are stressed about what's going on with you. It could be any number of things, your kids, your husband, your relatives, your parents, doesn't matter. These principles are so general that they could be applied to anything. And that's all the Course in Miracles is, is for you to be at peace. So... Hopefully, this explains what I was talking about. This is not the man. Notice there was in the Course in Miracles talk, there was no manifestation. This is not about wishing for a better house for yourself. I guess what you're trying to manifest is a life of peace. And that's what I want for all of you and for myself. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Show of Tents. We'll see you next time right here on Afterthought Media.